0: now,
1: Austin's number one fantasy sports show, it's the Wagner Wire, presented by Audiovisual Consultations.
2: Yeah.
3: I don't like to track, but I do a pretty convincing Omar from the HBO program, The Wire.
1: And that's a baseball Little League? Fantasy All your fantasy sports updates. Fantasy what? Fantasy baseball. Team. I'm at Sui. He's worth a million in prizes. Obviously, you're not a golfer.
0: Hey, I got a hockey player. That's
1: interesting, man
2: from the East Coast, here's WAGS. That was pretty
1: classy. Yeah! Oh, you know it. You know it. Just like old times, you are riding shotgun smash. We got Jack A. Farrell and Isaac looking all over us to make sure we ain't doing anything naughty. It's the Wagner Wire 1027 ESPN Austin. Bringing you in and off these Austin Radio Airwaves, baby. Get it! Hour number one, Jackie boy. Hour number one. It is not hour number three like it used to be. Hey, we got an awesome show lined up for you. Brad Kellner coming on at the bottom of the hour to talk a little bit about Texas. Sports unfiltered and maybe some baseball, too. Got a lot to... Got a lot to get down with. Of course, I'm not trying to be homers
0: here, but the Bo- the Baltimore Orioles, baby. The Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. You have a reason to be happy, though. Definitely have big reasons to be happy.
1: The smash
2: right there. Hey,
1: are you guys not uh, Texas Ranger fans? Oh, um, no, no.
2: Very excited. Jack, you're... No, you're... Houston. I'm an Astros you're guy, Astros. man. Astros. My second place Houston Astros. Dusty Baker killing me right now. Who blew it last night. Start... Why is Greg Kessinger playing? Who is Greg Kessinger?
1: You don't ask me. I'm... I'm mm, you don't ask me. I'm unhappy. I would say so. so. All right, so wait. For the first time in what? A couple of years, Astros fans are happy?
2: Or Rangers fans are, uh, unhappy. Unhappied. Unhappied. Fans 2020 are unhappy. 2020 was weird, but 2020 was weird for everybody. It was, this would be the first time uh, Good things are back, since I mean, then that they didn't you, win the division. Hey, look. Altuve's back. Yeah. Playing well. Don's back. Back.
1: Huh?
0: You huh? Guys just picked up Verlander. Verlander I coming back, continuing the band's, to cook. The, the band's back together, kinda. which I called on this show last week. Kinda, by the way,
1: you, nice, nice little call. But I mean, we we kind of knew that JB was the next yeah. piece to move. Drew um,
2: Gilbert going away does hurt. You are losing your number one prospect, but hey, parades are better than prospects. So take that one hundred percent. You good. um
1: you don't give up a certainty for an uncertainty. I always say that. Now, look, the Orioles also made a move, getting Flaherty over there from the Bird, from the Redbirds. Red Who bird, you know, the red would have thought that they would be the ones making moves? The Red. I mean, hey, man, being buyers, and that's just like yeah. I was talking with Kevin Dunn a little bit um, all over vacation break. Like, and by the way, just got back from Padre. Myself, smash came down. <laughs> We were swimming in the ocean. No oil on me, baby. Now I, I know there's a little bit of like a rumor that sometimes there's there's some oil that happens at South Padre. Oh yeah, smash because of so you like, get that little glisten. Yeah, just a little bit of thing. And it, it, my my wife said she she felt like she had a little bit on her though, and I was just like, well, oh, I don't I don't see anything on you. But like that's the rumors. Like there's a little bit of oil that kind of gets on your skin sometimes when you're swimming in Texas. Uh, in Texas, the Texas beaches. beaches, man, it was fantastic. Nothing but blue waters. Nothing but blue waters in Padre, man. Well, of course, maybe you know. Isaac says he's from a a place where it's just nothing but brown. Warden County, so, right next yeah. to Matagorda. Yeah, man. Anyone from Texas, we know what Matagorda is. <laughs> <That's> right. So <laughs> no, no blue water up there, but we're out there. But yeah, man. Um, lots of blue water down in Padre, man. Fantastic. We stayed, uh, right there on Aries, and talked Dude, a Dude, that lot. was the spot. Dude, a very private, very private paradise. Uh, had our own little private pool there. We were 200 feet from Wana Wana. It was like a mini episode of Magnum PI. Did I? I didn't have the stat, like the mustache rocking and rolling. No, nah, but we had the golf cart. We did have the golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> and But we were talking based and that's what led me to the conversation about Padre, man, talking with Kevin Dunn. Um, and w- when you're going to Padre, you're usually taking Kevin Dunn with you, regardless if he's there physically or not, he's going to go spiritually with you. Um, hey, where are you guys eating today? All oh, right, on, man. Oh, that's that's the wags. Let me tell you, that's the best place right there. You got hit up my guy Rafi, too, man. Yeah, he, he's a little like Ron. that's That's what Kevin, I mean, he Kevin even goes and puts reservations in for you.
3: You know what oh, I mean? Wow. Like, he
1: does that much. He is your own personal spiritual guide there when you're on Padre, man, and I love it, dude. That's the best time. And you're sitting up by the pool, and it's just like having a, your best friend go with you on a... Uh, on a trip, right? You're just talking baseball and, and sitting in the pool and, you know, drinking marks, oh, tequila sunrise. It's kind of like
0: having Al from Quantum Leap around.
1: Oh, that, that is a fantastic approach to it. The the know-all, like Al, the all-being AI component like, there. He's bro. there,
0: but he isn't just there. Telling, just
1: telling Sam what he needs to have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, actually,
0: Ziggy says this.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I don't, and for Kevin Dunn, Ziggy's probably going to be his dad. Yeah, it's like it's a two pronged <laughs> yeah, system sometimes. One hundred percent, man. So, yeah, we had a fantastic time talking a lot of baseball, man. But talking about how the Orioles were buyers and the, and how there's there's so many buyers now at the deadline than there used to be. Right? There's uh, there used to be so many more sellers, and now there's just there isn't people out there to be had.
2: More playoff spots.
1: One hundred percent more playoff spots. And which brings me to my point: the play the postseason for Major League Baseball this year is going to be fantastic. Youth. Youth brings energy, man. And I, I mean, I I don't know if it's because of the implement the implementation of the new rules, but you're starting to see a lot of the youth, a lot of the younger teams play through these uh, I, I guess, adaptations they're, to the rules?
0: Yeah, they have adapted well. 100%.
2: To the new and and, and because, especially the pitch clock. It's it's because it's less of it's an been, adaptation.
0: It, right. It's
2: been these in the veterans. minors. You're messing yeah. with a 20-year yeah. routine for these guys.
1: Exactly, Jack. And it's been in the minors for a while. They're accustomed to it. They've grown up with it. And so now it's just coming in there. And uh, and they're able to just kind of play in stride, man. You're yeah. seeing the younger teams in Major League Baseball right now really reap the benefits you're, from you're it.
0: You're seeing the young guys like uh, the Rangers, Josh Jung. God, who's been just tearing it up? One hundred percent in his man. true rookie season. I'm like, wow, man, this guy's got to be rookie of the year. Um, who's another? Uh, the Braves, the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, uh, best team
1: in baseball. Very young, very talented man. It's gonna be. Uh, uh, and of course, uh, you you got um you got the Dodgers trying to stay. You know, yeah, the and Betts is
0: still the real deal. There's, Statistically, they're the
1: National League All Star Smash. I'm surprised that th- that's the one thing that I was surprised at the deadline. That's what Katie and I were talking about. Is that um, Verlander didn't go out to the Dodgers. Or there was rumors talking about and surfacing that he was going to go out to the Padres.
2: Yeah, Thank- the, the no-trade clause. Right,
1: 100. And, that, and thankfully, that saved us, baby. That saved <laughs> us. So it went to your all's Astros. And that was a good get. A good get for you guys there, especially at the deadline. Much-needed arm in a the rotation there. And, and, again, to the Birds, man. Flaherty coming over from the Redbirds and to the Orioles. Uh, an, another right-handed arm that we needed there. eating. Eating up some innings for us yeah. going into the latter portions of in dead uh, I guess dead end of summer, you know what I mean for Major League Baseball. Because
0: you know, Wags, I was looking at the the stats last night when I got back from the drive from the valley. Also, right, just we left a few hours in between, and that's not a bad. I'm, I'm, it's not a horrible drive. I don't think right? it's a bad drive. I think that's a
1: pretty decent drive. Like,
0: like, there's some how many drafts. stops did you make? I know you're traveling with the whole so family.
1: I didn't travel, so that's just it. Like. They took the SUV, uh-huh. and I take the luggage. Yeah. So my wife takes, you know, my son and his friends and everything, mm-hmm. and I usually just take the luggage. So I I fill up on gas, and I make sure that I get a big gulp, you know, yeah. if, <laughs> and I get two cups, so I don't stop. One with I, extra I fill ice. up on gas. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. The other one's for urination. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, Dude, I just put it all in the cup, and I just go, man. You know what I mean? I don't stop, dude. I'm, I'm very efficient when I roll, dude. Like, I, do, I might do a little stop for the tire checks and make sure everything's
0: good on the car, but other than that, man, we're rocking well, and rolling. I'm getting to the destination. You, you do get that forced border stop yeah, on the so way that, back. Yeah, that
1: is, that is the one stop that you do. You
0: are forced to make that stop. So I, I, how, I was wondering how many stops you made it in yesterday because I made it in, if you're not counting that as a true stop, Made well, it in did one. you take the highway the entire way? basically, yeah.
1: You don't go up like uh, on what? What was it? Three, I take, three seventy. I, I three take thirty nine, three fifty nine.
0: I take. Uh, I take. You, two, you
1: go through Lulig I, and. Uh, no, I don't Lockhart. go that way. Oh man, that's yeah. the way
0: to go. I mean, it's no nice, traffic. but but I've been taking like the same route stop, for like I twenty mean, if you years. You want to stop,
1: you can get the barbecue right there in Lockhart.
0: Oh best yeah, best yeah, barbecue yeah. In, in Texas, from what I hear. Oh, but, oh, maybe definitely best barbecue in America. I think so too. I'm pretty sure the people on the text line would just be like well, telling I, us. Exactly I know. All uh, that stuff. I know. Black Terry Blacks is down there in Lockhart. Oh,
2: that's the thing. There's like a million, right? Like, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. Take your pick. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got <laughs> Lockhart's Kurtz. cap. Lockhart, capital of a excuse me.
0: And I was like, and then you have like one more. There's like a trilogy. Is oh, there some oak in here?
1: All oh, y'all got some some stuff going on in, in the in the third. Y'all got some froggy voices. Oh. You know what it
0: Allergy is, man? It's the eight, allergies, man. Coming back from the valley and here, and just the the change. When's it
2: gonna hit me? I've had terrible allergies my whole life. Is that yeah. from living in Austin? I think it, I think it's just yeah. I think I, there's yeah. a, there's, yeah. a, there's yeah. it, means, it does it's feel like a bowl. Belt. Like
1: I never I didn't I didn't feel allergic symptoms until getting to Austin. You know I'm just I mean? always
2: like, it gets in the back of my throat, makes me cough, makes me phlegmy. That's, it's awful. That's what and when i heard. My parents live up in the Greenbelt, anytime I go home, it's like noticeably worse right you. away. Jeez. It hits you right away.
1: Man, thankfully I don't have it like that. And I'm like Man.
2: terrified of needles, so I'm not doing the allergy shot thing. It's just, it's part of my life, I just do it.
1: Isn't there like something where you can spray something up your nose or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I think so. But it does. Minimal. There's like you know,
2: like antihistamines and stuff. I'm popping those on the daily. Just pop. <laughs> Just popping annies, baby. Just popping anis. I'm a wild annie's. man, dude.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, we have. We would be remiss if we didn't mention the letdown from the women's uh, team USA women's.
0: Man, you say letdown. I say kind of expected.
1: Uh,
0: did what? Yeah, the whole did performance, man. Did you really, man, I did you really you did.
1: expect? Like you, you thought that we would lose.
2: This is our first, this is our earliest exit ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm an outsider here. It seems like we were kind of going in with just a swagger of like, we're the U.S., Yeah, and we just kind of never your, really um, did it.
1: Your observation is correct.
2: We just kind of never really, it's like how the last few Olympics for men's basketball is like, we've won, but it's just kind of been like a like, lackadaisical, we don't really need to be here performance. I mean, we
1: just took a hard turn right here, but uh yeah, you're absolutely right here. The we prob- went from baseball to international
2: Eulogize our, our women's soccer team here.
0: I mean, the biggest problem <laughs> of what happened here was just that right. they utilized, they had too many pass-through prime veterans and too, too too youthful of a new group trying to fill those holes that those veterans that were on the last cup team that didn't make this cup team and, and try to put it all together, and the coach was unable to do that. And honestly, personnel issue? Oh, not just personnel issue, performance issue, but primarily it's all on the head coach. Like oh, his job the- his job was awful. Not making substitutions, I agree making substitutions late if he made a substitution, putting in people cold when they shouldn't be taking penalties like that. What happened today is like when the, they clearly haven't been good, uh, the entire term. It was just frustrating to see, man. I'm not going to make an
1: excuse for the entire team and put it on the coach because the you have to perform. Like regardless, you have to perform, but, but you didn't... have to put you have to put, and I and I'm a I'm a caveat of this. Like you have to put people in the right place to yeah. m- to perform efficiently. I
0: don't think they had the right. You can't pieces. undo bad
1: coaching, is what Bill Belichick says.
0: Like for as good as Alex Morgan has been her entire career, she just didn't have the legs for this World Cup, and it was sad to see. You know, I mean, but it happens to all the great ones. Like even Martha and Brazil, they were they were upset. She's been like the best women's player for entire almost two generations now, but it, but time catches up with all of us. And like you mentioned earlier, Jack, the, what I had the been focus saying, wasn't there. I think yeah. it was fair. I think it's a One, fair
1: assessment to say that Jack is correct in his observation that it seemed like
2: their mission there wasn't to perform; it was to
1: after,
3: advocate.
2: Because the Dwayne Wade last dance tour right, thing, I like, did. He was like, "I'm not trying to win. I'm not or, trying to or, do like, anything. I'm just." Waving to the fans and jersey swapping.
1: One hundred percent. And 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 in exhibitions, I'm all about that. One hundred percent. But we're talking about comp we're talking about world competition, man. Like that's man, that's big, tough. And 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 if you think I'm being too critical, Smash, I'm no, I'm not because you remember when Brazil hosted um jersey, yeah, remember when Brazil hosted hosted in the, the, the games what the was world it, Cup. 20,
0: 2010? twenty
1: fourteen? Twenty fourteen, I believe. Um, yeah, it was an even year. Uh, twenty fourteen. And they got what five one yeah at home five one and the one sorry and and the game before that Neymar's out there dancing doing I mean yeah they, they 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 put it on the team that they play I mean just embarrassed them right and then reciprocated by Germany like just embarrassed on in your home country like if you're going to make a, a parade thing if you're going to be braggadocious if you're going to talk the talk you have to bar- you got to back it up. And and America and Team USA has done it for a long time. Yeah, but and and they and and to everyone's point, the women's national team has made soccer and this. I hope this does not sound arrogant. It has. I feel like it has made soccer incredibly awesome and marketable on an international level for women. I, I just I think it's done tremendous stuff. And you know, in 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 culture for that level, um, but every every dominant reign usually has a decline, like
0: starts to have a decline, right? Oh yeah, I mean, and it's happening to Germany too, both 100. men, both men and women's, right now because yeah, they I mean, also and that's, suffered. That's, that's
1: the other. That's the other story too. Like you know, the German women are also out of the international tournament as well. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean matching it's World just Cup, like so. that
0: that just tells you usually what is a strong federation also can have its problems and they're you know one of the blue bloods when it comes to both men and women's soccer and now they're struggling. So if it happens to Germany it can happen to anybody. But still no excuses because the expectations are extremely high when it comes to the US women's national team. There's a lot of pride at stake. But you know when coach Vladko is saying after the first match that they're still kind of figuring things yeah, out. You, not know, good. That, you know, that's, that's not, not good. good to hear, man. You
1: haven't galvanized, you haven't had the, the chemistry's it, not there. And, and you're, man, that's after the first match. That, that
0: was a big thing. I was just seeing such poor touches and the chemistry not there. And it's just like, we, nobody was there to save the ship, nobody was there to rouse them up. Heartbreak, you know, losing in penalties, but they didn't score for like what 210 minutes of continuous play. Yeah, there's no excuse.
1: That's uh, when you can't put it in the back of the net, man. man. When you cannot produce goals, it's tough to win. It's but, just, it
3: really
0: But is. we all knew that Sweden was a bad matchup for them to begin with, and that they put they struggled the U.S. put matches. themselves in this situation, and we all forget that they were like what a couple of inches away from going home against Portugal. Because, no, and, Car- and Carly, Carly Lloyd's yeah. comments were were fantastic. The you know the man of the match was the post. Yeah, so. the post saved us, or
1: excuse me, player of the
0: match. But was, that was, uh, was yeah, this performance unacceptable, and I'm hoping what happened. I'm, hoping it,
1: wakes, I'm, I'm hoping it galvanizes the girls and wakes us wakes us up and and we, well, we go back to kicking ass.
0: I have been saying for years, though, like, you know, there's other countries now that, uh, that are traditional blue bloods in the men's game that are now starting to take their women's game seriously and they're starting to reap the rewards. And it was only a matter of time that they were going to catch up to where the U.S. women were. Right. And they couldn't rest on their laurels anymore. It looked like they have always been more reliant on their athleticism instead of their technique. And skill. And, yeah. So do you think complacency? Some Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's fair. It's a I fair think, assessment. I just think that we had a better athlete, you know, for so many years. And while there are players that have wonderful skill, we were definitely missing that type of player this year. We didn't have anybody that could create.
1: That's a that's a pretty fair assessment.
0: Yeah, I mean injuries played a role of that too. One hundred. But we just didn't have a consistent person that could break through the midfield and make and the attack important.
1: Just be our engine and actually, yeah, like be be the uh, be the catalyst and and just.
0: Not every team gets a Messi, but you have Messi Light, and we would have taken like Messi Light. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just a smidge of it. Yeah, honestly. you just, just need somebody that can find somebody else I mean, that's who, open and hold what, up what the ball. What can you do? What can you
1: do? And by the way, I mean, we've already talked about, <sighs> we've already talked about Inter, Inter Miami, man, for the MLS. Dude, and MLS, those tickets—they're
0: coming to Dallas. <laughs> soaring, soaring. Six hundred, seven hundred dollars, man. So look,
1: there's. Well, I don't know how much time we have here. We still got a few minutes. So let's talk about Pac 12. All right. Annexation of teams. Oh, from thank the Pac-12. you.
2: Thank you for saying this. Okay. Where? Colorado, welcome to the Big 12. It's dead, right? There's yeah. four teams left? Yeah. There has.
1: It, yeah. What are, what are, you, trying to State, what are you trying to pump life for? It's Stanford support into this and It's Washington State. It's gone. Where does it yeah. all go? And what does. And apparently, and and I love how this broke after teams left. There was a money deal with Apple TV. Oh, of course. That was going to go down with the Pac-12, but didn't happen. It's always, what if we just talk about, <laughs> gentlemen? What if we just talk, it's always about money. I don't care what you have to say, oh, any, yeah. any type of excuses uh, about how, you know, a, an institution naturally wanted to be in a in a, uh, in a conference or whatnot. I more don't care what, what conference. a more prestigious conference, a more attractive conference. No, whatever. Juice it up. Give me a bow on it. Give me, you know, Put icing on the cake all you want to. I don't care. Call it what you want. it. It's about money. That's all it comes down to. It's green icing. That's it's
0: it.
2: It's okay. I'm fine with that. We all knew that's just what this just was at the end of the yeah. day. It's, it's, 100%. it's gotten it. out of hand here, though. I I get, like, A, just the travel that people people have talked but, about. But, but that, we're but we're just also, thinking about, like,
0: the travel for football. We're not even thinking about the no, travel ab- for other schools. Absolutely. But also, man. like,
2: if there are 18, I'm th- thinking football here, if there are 18 teams in your conference now, that's not a conference. You're playing like these teams. Like, I we're going to play Bama as a Texas fan more in these two seasons than we are in our first decade in the SEC. There's too many <laughs> mouths. <mounds, laughs> like, it's just we're, we play Michigan in like 2030. Like, that's how it's going to be in the Big Ten. You're going to play these teams once every four years. That's not what a conference yeah, it's, it's, is. It's, <laughs> that it's that just sucks. like it's not, we're all independents just playing each so other. Everybody, now, and that's every, fine. Has, everybody's seen
1: Ted Lasso, right? Yeah. In per this, season, in this room? Least. In this room? Okay. Did you see the point where they tried to do like the parody or kind of like the scene where they were making like the Super League.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, of course.
1: Right. That's kind of what this is starting to feel like, man. Like, just I, I wish everybody would stay in their own conferences, to be honest with you. I'd um, li- be cool if at this, this led
2: I like tradition at <laughs> this point. You know what I mean? In, in terms of this Well, that's what makes like week two and three fun. It's like, oh, Ohio State is going to go play USC. That shouldn't be like a yearly thing. It's like us in Bama. It's an event game. You get those in college football in the preseason, pre-conference time, and now it's just a bunch of heavy hitters.
0: I will have to say, with the way you just described it earlier, though, that's how it may be after all. It might might take two or three years. But what this might actually also lead to is like a true undisputed national champion because we can look at it at least in one positive, right? Because if these guys – divide themselves into quadrant pools, like four pools of... like the pods. Yeah, into pods. And then those champions face off in their little semifinal, and then the semifinal leads to a champion of their conference. And then if, our, if these two conferences are arguably the two strongest conferences, which would be the Big Ten at the moment, right, and the SEC, sure. uh, then essentially the undisputed national champion should come from whoever... Wins and that ultimate from there, no, yeah, between it. the champion of the sec and the big 10.
1: Like the best of the best should play itself out,
0: yeah, exactly. And, I, and that was like the one positive I saw about this football wise, but yeah, for every other sport, including basketball, softball, baseball, whatever have you, it's like we're talking about multiple time zones, multiple times a week for these kids. That, like, like where's the student? You're gonna play okay. everybody in basketball,
1: the schools aren't once. even
0: in the conferences anymore, they're not
1: even geographically
0: located closely,
1: and like, that was gotta, for
2: convenience, but also for like. There was a vibe to it, but you know. Not like just convenience. What about logistics?
1: What about money? Like, yeah. can travel. You know, fans. Like,
2: How do you get fans to
0: travel? You know, It's <laughs> like this for softball 3, teams. Miles. Are you
2: paying to bring the whole How team over is to not jack Ohio or, something? or something?
0: Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. So
1: that's what uh, I want. Like, yeah. like for the for the for the quality experience of the of the average customer, right? And that's what I'm like. I'm not. Uh, You know, a I I don't go and and sit in the skybox seats or nothing like that. Like I just, and I might see a game a year. You know what I mean? I don't. I'm not a season ticket holder. Where? How does this affect my casual
0: experience of going to a game? Prices you out. One hundred percent. It's going to anyways. And that's what happened with the Premier League too. It used to be like the workman's game, you know, and then it became the casual fan game, and then it became like, oh, the the person with money game. And that's how it works to get tickets. To be fair, and the NFL kind of works like that too.
2: I am already priced out of every like I I didn't get to (laughs) go to a UT men's basketball game for two hundred bucks,
1: and I and I and I say this term very lightly. We're talking about amateur sports. Yes. All right. And we're priced that like a lot of people can't wait y'all yeah. have the money to go to sports games see we're in radio uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. that's, that's true but that no it? i'm just using what we get from the radio you well i use my media know? credential you know the I pass isaac think,
0: think with the win right there <laughs> it got got me into, no 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 i was like that media pass man it got me yeah, into that it. That's it. I, me filed into, for, uh, I filed for credentials <laughs> you know I, what i mean that's it got me into that boxing match in san antonio last week
1: all right we got to take a break and on the other side we will have brad kellner coming on to talk a little bit about sports,
2: a little oh, yeah. bit about
1: life, and more about Texas sports unfiltered. It is the Wagner Wire on 1027 ESPN Austin. Tell all your friends about the Wagner Wire. It's on every Sunday morning from 11 a.m. to noon on 102.7 ESPN. Now, here's Adam Wagner. Oh, Jack, that's so... Professional right there. Adam Weiser. Not no wags. Still no wax. saucy though. Still real saucy. It is very saucy. Alright, my name is Adam Wider. You can find me on Twitter at NotTheFakeWags. You can find the Smash Simmons at that handle right there on Twitter on almost every
4: social media platform.
1: You can find Jack Farrow at Jack A. Farrell, and you can find the man right here, Brad Kellner on Twitter. My man BK! Thank you for joining the Wagner Wire on 102.7. How go, are you, dude? Good to hear your voice, good, man. The 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 Prince of Austin, back in Austin. Yeah. Can we uh can we talk a little Rangers baseball a little bit before we get going with the real uh the real news? And there he goes. Mr. BK. We've lost him. We've lost him. We'll get him back on. Yeah. We'll definitely it get has, him back on. It happens, Anyways, man. So I want to talk I want to talk about a little bit about Texas Rangers baseball. I know we were getting into it a little bit on the first segment, but Brad's getting ready to come on the, the hook here. But man, uh, he is a, I guess an an avid Rangers fan to say the least. You know what I mean? He definitely loves his Texas Rangers baseball. Um, a lot of a lot of Rangers were heartbroken back with the whole David Freeze, you know, situation. Usually we don't talk about it here, but with with you know hard times come better promises ahead, and so with. You know, when you mention the David Freeze incident, usually, you know, good times to look forward happen. And right now, it's because of Mad Max with the Texas Rangers. Now, Brad Kellner joins the show again on 1027 ESPN Austin. Sir, how are you, man? You got us now. No. Well, I
0: was going to tell you, Wags, though, that Rangers lineup from, like, 1 through 9 hitting-wise is probably one of the most nastiest lineups in all of Major League Baseball, I'm just really impressed with like how they have guys that are in the top 50 when it comes to like multiple players. When well, I'm thinking about this, where like I was thinking about the Orioles, like Ali Rutchman. Oh, the prospects are there 100. percent Yeah, but Rutschman's like really the only dangerous hitter in the lineup, as opposed for the Rangers. That, I mean, statistically, from what I saw.
1: Oh, okay, I know. I was getting ready to jump out of my. And 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 that's just
0: it. I'm sure, like, you know, if I get to sit there and watch Baltimore Oriole games, you know, I I would be able to see the talent, you know, emerge from what you have because there's an obvious reason. Right. It's not just pitching why you guys are in in first place out in the East. Right. But for the Rangers, it's just like finally the money that they spent actually play off. And that and they're consistently like in the top 10 when it comes to prospects and, and their prospects available. So, yeah, you know, I was. I was saddened that they let go of their best one, but at the same time, you know, we haven't won a championship, and this team was made to win a championship, so we got to strike while the iron is hot, so to say.
1: Do you think that Mad Max was a knee-jerk reaction to Avaldi going down? And that's what I wanted to ask Brad Kellner about when uh, uh, when we get him actually on hook. Is he good to go? We got him on now. I hope so. Bro. BK, you there? Oh no, bueno, no bueno. So BK still has not been able. To, maybe we'll get him on next uh, next segment. But we'll yeah, we'll, continue to, we'll continue to roll through this. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to to ask BK if he thought that you know Avaldi was Avaldi going down was a knee jerk reaction to getting Scherzer to come over.
0: No, I don't think so. I think regardless if they felt that he was available for the right price or or they felt that they were willing to part with this, it's just that you could never have too many arms when you're going to make that deep playoff run because. It,
1: And yeah, exactly. You need innings. You need innings to be eaten up. Yeah. And you get that, especially with a dude like Max Scherzer.
0: Yeah, and and you know how these playoff games go, man. They're tight. They go long. They're drawn out. Even with this pitch clock, you know it's just going to be so much drama, and it's going to just linger on. And it's going to depend those late middle, those middle to late innings of having pitchers that can go that have the stamina considering how long the season is, you know, that 162-game grind, let alone those wild-card teams that are looking to make a Cinderella run that have to play that extra, very dramatic game. And you know that they're willing to use up everything just to even get into the playoffs. So it's like you got to have those extra arms available. You know, maybe somebody goes down in the playoff chase. You want to have some experience there. And, and you know, he's going to be hungry. He didn't just sign that big contract with the Mets to go lose. So... It's funny too because it's the best team that, that
1: baseball can, or excuse me, the worst team that baseball can buy, right? Is what BKA usually
0: you know, <laughs> yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it always works that way. You, Darvish, A Rod. Yeah. Are you this surprised team- to see the Mets, I guess, experiment first? Oh, oh, oh so you bad? were talking about the Mets. I'm sorry. I was talking about the Rangers. No, I was I'm- like. Oh, no.
1: Are you You guys aren't the worst team that baseball can buy. You guys are fantastic right
0: now. Oh, yes, right now. But, I mean, historically, you know, they've spent big money and never had the results, kind of like the Angels, and who you were talking about right now as well.
2: Padres. Padres. Yeah, they're kind of a letdown. I'm, I'm surprised. Padres and are so what kind you of the about same. Like,
0: Snell
1: is having one hell of a year. Cy Young year for you, Snell.
2: You, there, was, there was talk that he might get moved, but yeah. they just decided to not sell, which is... Not which, looking like a good which why, you know,
1: when rumors surfaced about Verlander going to the Friars, I was just like, all right, well, that kind of makes sense now. They might be in buyer's mode because they got to beef up their pitching rotation. So
0: and, 100%. And, but that's what made it surprising that the Padres would just try to ride this out as opposed to the Mets, who were just like, no, nope! <laughs> hard reset. And like their owner just came out, right? And he sent uh, he, he sent like an apology letter to season yeah. ticket holders, which I think shows some class. All right, I think we got Brad Kellner on
1: now, right? BK, you got us?
0: Oh, finally. Yes. I got you, boys. Three times in a charge. A miracle. That's what's in here. Apollo 13 miracles? has come back.
1: That's what it's all about. <laughs> hey, so we got BK on. So, BK, real quick, you are an avid Texas Rangers fan, to state the least. Um, knee-jerk reaction at the trade deadline to get Max Scherzer, or do you think um, it was actually a decent move?
3: Yeah, no, they're going for it. I mean, Max Scherzer doesn't have the best postseason history ever. And you look at every big game he's pitched in for the New York Mets over the last couple of years, he's kind of come up short. So, you know, he's a big name, obviously a future Hall of Famer, and the Rangers needed some starting pitching help, especially when Nathan Ivaldi went down with an injury. So he was one of the biggest names out there. They're clearly going for it this year. And I've got some questions about, you know, down the stretch, and especially if the Rangers make the playoffs, what we're going to get out of Max Scherzer. But no, man, I mean, they're they're clearly going all in. They had the farm system to where they could make the move and still be pretty good in the minor leagues. And, uh, yeah, with the addition of Scherzer and also Jordan Montgomery as well, they, uh, they feel like they've got something special. And, and the American League feels wide open right now, so they're all in.
1: Hey, you know what? You got something uh, something special, right? You got something going that's uh, real special. It's called Texas Sports Unfiltered, and that's what I kind of wanted you to have on this show and talk to you about, man. Uh, you can follow Brad Kellner, at Brad Kellner, on Twitter and on uh, all other social media outlets there. But look, he's starting something that's really special. It's called Texas Sports Unfiltered, and we're having him on the show a little bit this morning to talk about that. So without further ado, BK, what is going on with your special project here?
3: Hey, you're going to be a part of it, too, Wag. so we'll call it uh, our special project. Well, I thank, but, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> of course, of course. Now, really excited to get started. This thing actually launches tomorrow. Uh, some of y'all's favorite Austin media personalities are going to be a part of this thing. Bucky Godbolt and I are going to be doing a live show from 8 to 10 a.m., Monday to Friday, Trey Elling and I,
4: Yep.
3: yeah, Trey, who of course you hear on the night talker, uh, 10 to 11 weeknights on ESPN, one Oh two seven. He'll be doing a show with me from 12 to one every day. We'll have, uh, some guest cameos from you, from Kevin Dunn and from a few other names that we can't mention just yet. Right. Right right now. I feel Uh, it. I I feel
1: it. Okay. Yeah, hey, super
3: excited I, to get started. You know,
1: NDAs have been signed. We understand that. Um, we can't get too <laughs> serious. That's for sure. But, hey, dude, so when, is, when did this idea kind of come to you, kind of like, I guess, galvanized for you?
3: Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about finding a way back up to the Austin market for a while. And uh, just over the last couple of weeks with some things that have been going on around the city up there, I felt like it was the right time. And also, just with the excitement surrounding Texas football right now, man. I mean, uh, I know people get excited for the return of college football every year, but with just what's in front of the longhorns, the favorites to win the big twelve for the first time in a long time,, uh, people feel like this team has a chance to do something special. Obviously, with the upcoming move to the SEC, that creates even more buzz surrounding the program right now. So yeah, I just feel like there's uh you know there's a need for some more longhorn talk and uh, an opportunity there to uh, to give the people of Austin, Texas what they're looking for. So, yeah it's uh, over the last couple of weeks been trying to put things together, and we've got a really, really talented team on board so far. and hopefully uh, more things coming as well.
1: One hundred percent, man, I can't wait to uh, to see it actually unfold and to be a part of this thing, go down and and to see it go down. Um, you talked a little bit about Texas football a little bit. Let's kind of go and explore a little bit about this avenue right here. Uh, a lot of, a lot of us do get hyped in the preseason, especially for Texas football, and a lot of that's warranted this year, like you were talking about. But how much hype can we get when it's kind of tough for us to beat Oklahoma and, and, and beat teams you know, like a, you know, like a Kansas State every now and then and, and, and struggle with a Baylor? Do you think we've kind of gotten over that hump, or are we still kind of struggling to, I guess, beat the, the big players on the schedule?
3: Hey, last year they didn't struggle beating oklahoma i could tell you that 100 <laughs> 100
1: that was uh
3: i wouldn't mind seeing that every year at the cotton bowl i mean my goodness that was uh that was special so d- uh look it, do you feel like that was a little bit of an to, anomaly though yeah, well yeah i don't i don't think it's going to be 49 to nothing every year every, really. uh but you know look oklahoma's obviously in a little bit of a transition uh, it was not a very good first year for brent venables up there and uh, they recruited well, they got a lot of talent from the transfer portal, they also have an incredibly easy schedule this year, so you feel like their record's going to be a lot better, and I'm uh, sorry they're going to be more talented than they were a season ago, but still, there's a the question mark, and uh, I think Texas will be favored in that matchup when these two teams meet in Dallas here in a couple of months, but uh, no, I think I think the excitement's real. Look, it's going to come down to two people. It's going to come down to Steve Sarkeesian, who you know did some good things last year, but there were a couple of games that Uh, That Texas lost, I mean, every loss the Longhorns had was a one-score game. So you sit here and think, okay, a play here or a coaching decision there, maybe the Longhorns end up in that Big 12 championship game in 2022 instead of on the outside looking in. So he's got to prove that he can be an elite coach. And then, obviously, the quarterback, Quinn Ewers. I mean, at times, you think of the Oklahoma game, you obviously think of the first quarter of the Alabama game before he got hurt. I mean, this dude looked like a, a Heisman contender. Right. And then in the second half of the season, just way too much inconsistency, and you just were never sure exactly what you were going to get from him. So uh, those two guys, I mean, you, you feel like this roster is loaded with talent. It's loaded with experience. If uh, if Sarkovs his game, and Quinn Ewers is the guy that we saw him, you know, be capable of at times last year. And, yeah, Texas uh, has a shot, and there's plenty of reasons to be excited about what this team can do this year.
1: 100% I agree with you, Brad. Uh, and you spoke of the inconsistency of viewers there. It's almost like, you know, in, in the beginning of the season, uh, he was, you know, constantly living off the deep ball. And then that just started to to die down and dwindle uh, in the latter portions of the season. And also, um, you know, to speak of the schedule for the Longhorns, you mentioned it. it is fairly easy. Like, when you look at this thing for preseason – uh, is it unfair to say that you might have seven to eight wins just off of looking at the schedule
3: alone? Oh, I'd say more than that, Wags. That's, I mean, I think Texas—fantastic!
1: I love to hear that.
3: Yeah, I think Texas is going to be favored in eleven of its twelve games. Like they're not going to be favored in Tuscaloosa, obviously in week two. Um, you know, you play Alabama. I mean, heck, and when the game was in Austin last year, the Longhorns were like two touchdown underdogs. So. Uh, I don't think it'll be that bad this year because I think Texas is better than they were a season ago. And I think Alabama is a little bit worse because they don't have their quarterback position figured out with the departure of Bryce Young. Uh, But yeah, outside of that game, I think Texas is going to be favored in every other game they play. Now, we know as Longhorn fans and people who have covered this team that, hey, being favored on paper doesn't mean a damn thing. You got to go out there in between the lines and get the job done. But no, yeah, you, uh, you look at the schedule, and, and this conference feels a little bit open this year. There's there's reason to think that this Texas team is going to win 10 games and uh, hopefully get to Arlington for the Big 12 title game at the end of the year.
0: Well, you say hopefully, and actually that's what I wanted to ask you about, BK. What is the realistic expectation for this Texas team? Is, is the season a bust if they do not just make the championship game, but if they don't win it?
3: Yeah, that's a great question, Smash. Look, I, they have to get there. They have to get there. Um, you could make an argument that if they don't win, this season's a little bit of a failure. But if they don't even get to Jerry World in December, then there's there's no argument against this season being a massive, massive failure. Uh, returning quarterback, 10 starters back from the offense. Obviously, replacing Bijan and Roshan is not going to be easy. Those guys were ridiculous talents, and we all know that. But... Uh, Texas still has talent in the running back room. Everybody else on offense is back. A lot of the defense is back as well. And, yeah, this 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 team clearly is the most talented team in the Big 12. Like, any any rival fan base will tell you that Texas has the most talented roster in the league this year. So, to not even be a top-two team in this conference would be a, a major, major disappointment.
1: He is Brad Kellner. You can catch Texas sports unfiltered tomorrow as it kicks off. Weekdays, 8 to 10 a.m., Bucky Godbolt and BK sitting down, and then you got Trey and BK, the band getting back together middays, 12 <laughs> to 1, every day, man. That's what I'm talking about, dude. I got goosebumps as I'm talking about it, BK. Yeah, dude. You, 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 uh, you're like, need, you're like, you're like the savior of that. Austin radio, bro. Like, Bucky's got a home. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Everybody was just so worried. And, and it's it's all great things. We just got done talking about, you know, the women's national team for soccer, right? Great things, dynasties come to an end, right? Good reigns come to an end. Um, and it sucks to see, you know, all the great things that happen with the horn. Um, but, man, like, usually awesome things happen out of, you know, out of disappointment and stuff like that. Usually leaders take the mantle and, uh, and and start, you know, making a home for everybody. And, look, that's what you've done, man. You're a leader in Austin radio, bro. You're, you're definitely a leader in... Uh, and, you know, being, you know, a sports figurehead around here. And thank you for giving uh,
3: giving people a home, bro. Oh, of course, you're the man, manwags. Yeah, make sure you subscribe at Texas Sports Unfiltered. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify and Apple as well. And that's it, man. That's the, the big part of this thing. Like, it's not about us. It's not about me. It's not about Bucky. It's not about you. It's not about Trey, Kevin, Any, anybody who's on board. It's about the listeners. Right. And just giving the great people of Central Texas what they want, because uh, yeah, there's a, there's going to be a little bit of a void for great Longhorn content, and uh, people are missing the opportunity to hear from their favorite Longhorn personalities. So we wanted to uh, just give the great people of Central Texas a chance to still get their fix of the people they love, and obviously be a part of conversations that they love too. So um, yeah, man, no, it's it's going to be a ton of fun. Happy to have you on board. And, uh, happy to uh, to get this thing rolling, and I appreciate you giving me this chance to uh, promote it a little bit.
1: Anytime, brother, and thank you, uh, thank you for chopping up, man. It's always good to talk shop with you.
3: Ah, y'all too. Love you guys. Keep up the great work, All right,
1: brother. Yep. Talk to you soon. Be good. There he goes, too, man. <laughs> Bk, uh, the. I'll I'll say it, man. The savior of the horn, bro. The savior of the horn. Uh, we got to take a break, too. Uh, when we get back, we'll also dissect a little bit about, uh, you know, that backfield of Texas sports. And, hey, I, I hear Al Walsh. Walsh wants to come on and talk a little bit about the green that needs to be in your pocket. Uh, he was on the, on the other green last oh. week. Oh, okay,
0: that's where he was. On the other
1: green last week. Don't go nowhere. More Wagner Wire on the other side. It's 102.7 ESPN Boston. got to come on now. I got to come on soon because I know we're about to get a bomb. So, anyways,
0: welcome back to the Wire Bar 102.7 ESPN, Austin. Sing it! I wanted you guys to sing it, man. What happened? Oh, no, I thought he was really going to cut it, so I was well, like, we're oh, right I don't what to get it bomb too, too mind. Mind. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, we're right up on it, man. Oh, I'm, but man. I'm for anything that is from the Varsity Blues soundtrack because growing up... Was that in, on the Varsity Blues? Yeah, soundtrack? it is. Is when he picks up, uh... What's his name's kid? When he picks up, uh... The, the wide up, receiver. James Kid. He picks up the wide receiver. but That's James Kahn's kid. Oh, James. Okay, Tweeter. Yeah, yeah. He picks up Tweeter and he gets up on the on the bed of the truck and he clicks his heels before he jumps back in. They're playing that song. They're playing "Nice
1: Guys Finish Last" to Tweeter. Yeah. Nah, I would have gone with a different song. <laughs> but, I mean, whatever. I wasn't on that production. I wasn't on MTV's films or whatnot. Um, uh, anyway, that is, a, that is a that is a gold soundtrack, by the way. Oh yeah, dude, I used to listen um, to that all the time. Because... Foo Fighters
0: got a lot of the. Foo-
1: no, I think the foods yeah. are only on. There no, once. no, they're on that. I think they're only on there once, though. Oh like, yeah, I think my it's hero, just my hero, yeah. But I mean, yeah, man, the food uh, Yeah, well, most of their great music wasn't out <laughs> out yet <laughs> by then. But anyways, huge wow. Foo Fighter fan. Anyways, um, we got out. We got out. We got out. Al! Hey, Al Walls, We go to the to the phone lines right now and <laughs> welcome on al walsh well, how you doing brother 14a dot walsh one of the best in the business here to get some green in our pocket man and,
4: and think, as a matter of fact i think he's getting ready to go to the green too ah i'm already i'm, I'm at the practice green right now but Just uh we're, we're teeing off here in about 30 minutes that beautiful Rutgers University, the uh, the whipping boy of the Big Ten, but uh, <laughs> you know, who who knows what, what conference we'll be in by, by who, the end exactly of the week? Exactly, we don't know. We're crazy. just gonna we're
1: juggling teams at the moment. there, are man. What do you think of all this merry-go-round with the you know the shifting of the landscape with college football?
4: It's crazy. I can't even keep up with it, right? So, like, I guess you know you see Arizona, Arizona State going to the Big Twelve. It's not that big a deal, but some of these West Coast schools like USC, UCLA. I know they're moving conferences, and then, well, I guess Oregon's going to the Big 12, right? Traditionally, what was sort of like a Midwestern state conference. It's absolutely wild. You know, listen, these colleges are making enough money nowadays to to send these kids wherever they got to go, put up the, the hotel rooms and whatnot. So. Listen. Take take those exorbitant, uh, you know, college salaries that that everybody's parents got or or the student loan program got to pay every year, and just put it towards the travel for these games. Everybody will be fine. Well, we'll get better matchups too. And by the way, we we definitely will get better matchups. Absolutely. And by the way, too, I forgot. Since you guys were talking about varsity blues at the top, Tweeter, the best wide receiver in any football movie. Debate me.
0: Um, dang, that's that's a good he one. Even well, to oh, debate
4: me and lose. Okay. I know. Uh,
0: okay, well, I can't even bring that. Does does the deaf guy in the replacements not count because he played tight end? Tight end, he's tight end. Okay, and we're saying wide receiver. And,
1: and he hot, only hot had end. he only had like one. He only had like one good game where he went off. Like Twitter, what went off it, he, oh, he
4: but he never dropped. Come hot on. hands, Hayes or Jefferson is like oh oh. I'm sorry, Clifford Franklin from The Replacements. Cl- the ball is like a cold. Uh, only one man coming up with it. Only one man coming down with it.
0: <laughs> no, hot hands is from little giants. Hot hands, yeah.
4: yeah hot yes, hands you're is- right. Hey, listen, he he makes the list. He makes the list. Yeah. So I'm trying to
0: think of it. I don't think was there, there anybody any good. Other... Is there anybody good in any given Sunday? That's a wide receiver. Yeah, To's in oh. any given Sunday. Yes, Will, but also Will Bellamy. Will Bellamy. Will Bellamy. Uh, Bellamy yep. That's right. I forgot. How about in North Dallas Forty? wide
1: Receiver ever to live. That's what Will Bellamy would say before uh, every snap.
0: Was there a great wide
1: receiver? I was
4: even house? thinking the Water Boy. There's no good receivers on uh-huh. on uh, on the Mud Dogs Oh, yeah. What
0: about the uh, the, the program?
4: Um,
1: no! No, it's all about the backfield.
0: I don't know Joe Kane,
1: Joe Kane, Kane, Joe Kane. Who, but Joe Kane was who was he throwing to uh, Walsh? Yeah, he was the Heisman holder. Ward, That's he had Ward, 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 Ward was the wide receiver. <laughs> the but C- Hugh Jr. He was just dumping to oh, yeah. Darnell the
2: whole time, huh? Jerry Maguire? I forget the guy's name, the receiver. The, is it? Ray,
4: oh. Ray Adams. Ray Adams, tailback. Yeah. Darnell Jefferson, starting tailback. Starting tailback.
1: tailback. <laughs> Ray Griffin, <laughs> Ray Griffin, tailback. What a, a game. Ray Adams? Ray Griffin, tailback. Who was a Rod? It was um. Who was the dude from uh, Rod Tidwell. Rod Tidwell. Rod Tidwell. Rod Tidwell. Yeah. But we never saw oh, him right. <laughs> Walsh, that was one S that was one S bomb. That was one S it's bomb. It's like the feud, you get three. You get you get three. All right, no more. Really? We had to, yeah, we had to dump it. Yeah, you just hit yeah. us with a SH. It it kind of wow. just came, it kinda came I out of it. Was in that. it-
4: I, I thought it was another one.
1: All I right, right, thought okay. you said championship too, man. <laughs> no, don't worry about yeah, it. Don't yeah, I thought it. it was another fight. All all good, right, all so good. hey, let's uh let's go to the grind here, brother. What do you like here for uh, for the slates?
4: You know I gotta start it off with my boy Wags. It's his show, so we gotta go with the Orioles today, right? Uh I mean, you got
0: the broom? It's a very pro oh, Oriology. I tonight. got
4: I got the Orioles run line today. Listen, enough with the Mets, right? They're, they're terrible. Nobody wants to see them play baseball for the rest of the season. Not even the fans, not even the season take. Sorry, Buck. to get the fancy prize at the end of the year. No thanks. Actually the Mets should fire Buck because there's a track record of teams doing well the year after Buck leaves. I digress. Uh, yeah, run line with the Orioles today. Uh, get it. I'm getting it at even money. So feel like that's a pretty good bet today. They do very well against left-handed pitching. You got Quintana on the mound today, and this is just a hot team right now. Picked up, uh, Ryan Mountcastle in fantasy at the beginning of the week, about. paying tremendous dividends right away. Loving it. But, uh, yeah, I, listen, I watched a lot of the Orioles this week. I saw that whole series against Toronto, the four game set. These guys are just absolutely rocking and rolling right now, playing some real good baseball. And how about the the signing with Flaherty? I know it doesn't come into play today, but Dude, uh first he got himself a nice little little debut. With yeah, man, first uh,
1: first outing. There's six innings strong, only one uh, one run earned, and then eight eight strikeouts. Man, eight K's. You got to love that. That is nothing to sneeze at, man.
4: Yeah, I've been a huge Jack Flaherty fan, and obviously things haven't really gone. The way that we all fought the last two seasons. Well, I guess the last season and a half in St. Louis. But right. if that—if that's any indication, you know, oh, man, that's a massive signing for the Orioles.
1: Hopefully, man. And he's
4: going to eat up a lot
1: of innings there going into the latter half of this season, which is good, man. You just need that.
4: Indeed, indeed.
1: All right, what else we like, him brother?
4: Uh, the Diamondbacks have been absolutely terrible. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they've been the worst team in baseball since the All-Star break. However... Uh, Dallas Keuchel getting back to the majors today. So again, Arizona, another team that's pretty good against left-handed pitching. Uh, this will be Keuchel's first start in the major, I believe. In a few, I, I forget if it's this season, a few months. But I mean, the last couple times that Keuchel saw the MLB mound, it was absolutely disastrous. So again, I'm taking a little bit of a risk here on the Diamondbacks. I know that they haven't been that good lately, but I mean, we see this all the time with Sunday baseball, a lot of things that don't make sense, but the matchup here is what's important too. And don't right. forget too, the, the Diamondbacks have Zach Gallon on the mound. I believe you're getting the run line just over even. I, I want to say minus 105. Uh, but you, you have a, a fantastic pitching matchup in favor of the Diamondbacks today with Gallon against Keiko. So again, team that hasn't done well, but again, Sunday baseball, I like these guys to pop off today against, uh, against a very soft toss in Dallas Keiko.
0: You have anything for my team, the Rangers, who are also hot? I, I, I don't mind, you know. Smash over here looking for a handout. Yeah, you know, is any compliments you want to throw my way, man? I don't get to talk about Rangers baseball on the positive too much until recently. So oh, this is come a new on. Experience.
4: You, you, you guys are having a fantastic year. Was, I didn't have anything. That was the cutest Smash thing Smash I've then. ever heard
0: in my life. Smash, <laughs> but, you got
1: anything
4: but, for from, me? Tiny Tim. But, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> the y'all got stuff? any more than Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> Tyrone Vegas. <Viggins>. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I think, you know, listen, I, as a Philly fan, I hope you beat my Marlins today, but uh, nothing nothing really stood out in the matchup. I know yesterday was a wild game between yeah, the two. Nine teams, so comeback?
1: Yeah, 9 8 cutback?
4: Yeah, absolutely bananas. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't have anything specific for that one. Uh, my apologies. Oh, yeah, It's all good, man. It's all good. You can't
1: be everywhere, Walsh. What but, else you like? We got about two minutes, man.
4: Yeah, that's my uh, only one more game today that I had. I got uh, Nationals money line, right, so they took the first two wow. of the series from the Reds already. Uh, Reds thrown out uh, a guy. Boosnick has major league debut today, but uh, Irvin too for for the Nationals. Number like you look at his traditional numbers, the ZRA, the wit might not be that great, but he's a guy who's you know inducing weak contact. Uh, you know, just having a decent time on the mound this season. If, you know, if he didn't pitch for the Nationals. The numbers would probably be a little better, but uh, again today this is all about where the markets are going, right? You like immediately when I woke up today, I was like, "All right, I'm probably going to go Reds money line or Reds run line," and then I started taking a look at the numbers. I mean, you got the entire public on Cincinnati; all the money's going Washington in this one. Uh, And again, I said it too before I even saw the pitching matchup. But again, too, guy making his MLB debut. uh, You know, this this should be a nice spot for the Nationals. So again. Typically, right, like, I've talked about this numerous times, but when a team's trying to avoid the sweep, you're probably going to get their best foot forward in terms of effort and, you know, how they're going to come out and just want to not get embarrassed, especially at home. However, I got to go against the markets in this one. It dropped too. I think the Nationals opened, I want to say, plus 180 on the money line. They're all the way down to plus 135 now. So, Major, major move there uh, in the market, Steph and the national. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take the chance with them today. All right, brother.
1: Good stuff, man. Unfortunately, that is all we got for you, man. We gotta go, Walsh. Uh, we are out of time, man. You ran us down. I love you, brother. We'll talk to
4: you next oh, week. man. Okay. There he <laughs> Let's goes. Let's go, Tweeter, baby. Come on.
1: All right, hey. Uh, also, thank you to Brad Kellner as well for joining the show and everybody out there. 1027 ESPN Austin and Tom McKay Audio Visual Consultations at the Wagner Wire. Get the dub, level up, and enjoy the ride.